Good Tuesday to you. Bill Michael show on the air. A little out of breath coming into the program today. It's like I already ran a marathon. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Good to have you on board. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Uh, you can chime in that way. we got a lot to get to today. you got the Bucks with the, uh, the in-season tournament. You have got uh, college basketball alive and well in the state of Wisconsin. You have got uh, the, uh, the Bull Committee effing it all up. Uh, and then on top of that, you have got uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers. Are they good? They were talking about, are they good? How good are they? And then the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Oh, my goodness. I woke up this morning and I saw a tweet from Andy Herman that got me going. We'll, go, we'll talk with Andy coming up on Thursday. But uh, And I was – he's right. He's right. But <laughs> – it just kind of ripped the Band-Aid off the wound. So we got that coming up today. Uh, you find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Grant producing the program at Wisco Grant. Find us over on Instagram, uh, The Bill Michaels Show over on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show on Instagram. And then you've got also our friends on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. But uh, YouTube, great way to watch the program. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Three words, put them all together. Bill Michaels Show, put them all together. And then you can find us on Twitch TV, on Kick TV, and uh, you can find us on LinkedIn TV. You can find the link over on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And uh, then uh, the app at WOZN, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison. And uh, you can also find us on after the fact on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever your favorite podcasts are. Grant, how are you doing today? I heard you a little earlier, so you didn't sound out of breath running into the studio. <laughs> no, I was running a little late, uh, so maybe I ran up the stairs and I got here. But I'm doing good. Last night, Monday Night Football was interesting. Uh, not really the game we thought we were getting. No. And then An dabbled in. game. Yeah, and dabbled. Yeah, it was maybe the most fascinating Monday night game, the most entertaining with the least stakes because both quarterbacks were hurt. Um, and then a little in-season tournament last night because I knew we were going to have Jim O on today and the Bucks get ready for yeah. their elimination game tonight. So I was watching a little Pacers Celtics. Uh, it's funny. I had some friends of mine that called me uh, last night. They're talking about because people are coming into town. It's the annual Christmas party here at the house uh, on Saturday. And they were wanting to know what sports were on. And, you know, hey, what are you going to have on the tube? And uh, we're crossing our fingers, knocking on wood, that the Bucks make it to the finals because then the Bucks would be on on Saturday night. And you've got Marquette Notre Dame on Saturday night as well. And uh, you've got other basketball and such that's, that's going on. But uh, we would have a quite the, the plethora of good sports on the tube coming up this weekend. So uh, today uh, I, I've been making my shopping list. Uh, so I'll go through this story real quick, but I've been making my shopping list. Uh, we always kind of buy stuff throughout the year. That way you never get hit with one bill at the end of the season and you don't feel it. You know, you buy a bottle of booze here, you buy a couple of wines here, whatever. So uh, we had the bartenders come over to the house on Sunday before I left for uh, Lambeau. And they came over and said, hey, for this many people, you're going to need this and this and this and this. And I said, okay, so I made this list of stuff. And it, it was quite the list. I mean, it was a pretty extensive list. It's some extra cases of beer and some, you know, a couple of extra bottles of Tito's. And so, okay, so I'm going to go run over and get this stuff. So I go over. I go over. And I, I went in 
and, and started shopping. And it took a little longer in the, the alcohol side of things because I had to find a few things. And they had to go look for stuff for me. So it took a little bit longer. Then I got over to the grocery side. Now, I'm at Woodman's this morning over in Waukesha. And I run into a friend, and, which is great. Uh, you know, I don't mind talking to people. But it was like today was the day that anybody that's retired shopped there. It wasn't overly crowded, but it was slow. Every aisle was blocked. Only two people, but they're in the middle of the aisle talking, or they're oblivious to the fact that you need to get through. So you go to the next aisle, and there's two more people. And it was I've, I, usually I can get in there and I'm, I look at my list and I'm like, bang, I'm in and out in 25 minutes tops. I got there at 8.30. I just got home. I mean, I literally parked the car, opened the garage door, ran upstairs, typed in the headline for today, and boom, I was on the air. I, it, was, it was bananas, bananas over there today. It was like, the, and there was a bus. I can only assume, like, I hate to say this, like maybe a, um, a retirement community type of bus that had unloaded there today. But, oh, my God, was Woodman's. It wasn't packed. It was slow. It was so slow. And then, you know, you, here you go. Any store that's out there anymore, there's one lane that's open that actually has the cashier, and all the other lanes are self-checkout, and all the other lanes are full. And people have, like, grocery carts. Tea. There was one older older woman, I say older because she was probably in her 70s to 80s, where she's got two carts that are teeming with stuff, falling off the top, and she's pulling both. She's pushing one and pulling another, and there's – the, the line to check out is, is just beyond enormous. So it was, it was kind of crazy today. So I got home, ran inside, and, uh, and there you go. So that was my day. So, yeah, go ahead, Grant. Well, I was just going to ask, are you a self-checkout guy, or are you very against self-checkout? Okay. No, I'm a self-checkout guy because I can get through it. The only thing that pisses me off, and I don't know who invented this, but how many times do you have to hear in self-check? Now, I self-checkout if I've got, like, 15 items or less, I'll self-check out in the little scan, put it in the, put it in the thing, and go. But then they have the self-checkout lanes where, that actually has the belt. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you can scan it yourself, you put it on the belt, just like a regular cashier I like those be. more because I got more room to work. Yes, but how many times have you thrown something on there and it keeps stopping going, please place item on the belt, please place item on the belt, oh and it won't God. go. Yeah. And then you scan it and it won't go. And it, it Oh, my God. So finally, I'm getting because I was buying packs of McCormick's chili mix. It's just little envelopes. And finally, I grabbed all four packs and I slammed them down on the belt. And the lady said, Can I help you? I said, You can't hear. She's right next to me. You can't hear this thing yelling at me to put it back on the belt, to put stuff on the belt. How do you not hear that? Oh, well, there's a sensitivity to it. And this, I'm like, I don't have time for your craptastic explanation. Just shut up and get out of my way. Just, you got to leave me alone at this point. You're not helping anything. And asking me after the fact. That's like pulling up to somebody who's just getting ready to pull away when their flat tire got changed. They changed their own flat tire. Their knuckles are bleeding. They've thrown it in the trunk. They let the jack down. And just as they're throwing the jack in the back of the trunk, you come over and you go, do you need some help with that? Shut up. I'll beat you with a tire iron. Get out of my damn way. And then off you go. I have got uh, emotional at a self-checkout machine. Like, I've wanted to fight a self-checkout machine before. I've yelled at a self-checkout machine. It's a robot talking to me, and I get angry at it every other time I go shopping. Yep. David says you should never use self-checkout. It eliminates jobs. David, uh, I could stand in line all day. There's nobody there. 
Um, I don't know what else to do. You know, should I stand in the line with 47 geriatrics trying to, you know, wait to get out? I, it, the line was like through the, through the back of the store. And they're, it's not like they're going to run out and hire anybody or call people in. So, you know, <laughs> it's just, it, it's kind of, it is what it is. But I'll say this, at least at Woodman's, they've got 10,000 checkout lines. Whereas I go to Metro Market, which I love Metro Market, but I can't go there. It, their customer service is absolutely positively the worst. It's terrible. There's a beautiful Metro Market here in Brookfield. I can't ever get in and out of there in less than an hour. It, and I don't care if I'm buying a bottle of aspirin. You, it, The lines are through the aisles. The self-checkout, there's only out of the six that are there, there's maybe two that are working. And there's nobody in the checkout lines. And that's where people go to shop. I'm talking big cartfuls of stuff and every time i go there the lines are out into the aisles and up the aisleways and into the floral department and i'll never i can't go there unless i go there really early in the morning when they first open or if i go there like right after work i'm there at like 2 30 then i can get in and out relatively easy but you go there between the hours of four and nine forget it forget it no way i'd, I'd rather you go out and smash an appendage in a car door than go to metro market not to uh, belabor this, I did in between this show and my show a couple weeks ago, I had to go get a, a gift card for someone in my life who loves to crochet. It was uh, Joanne Fabric. And it was 3 o'clock, and the line, they only had one person working the register. The line was 15 people, and the average age of the women in this line, respectfully, was deceased. And they were all writing, <laughs> they're all writing checks. And I'm like, I yes. need to get one piece of plastic. Yes. And I got Mary Magdalene in front of me with 15 rolls of yarn. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! But I was patient. I just sat there. I was. It was fine. But it was. It was an. It was an episode at Joanne Fabric a couple weeks ago. Oh my god! That's wonderful. <laughs> Mary Magdalene's writing a check. Looked like a four o'clock Catholic oh mass. I was like, everyone God. from the nursing home is here <laughs> buying yarn. I'm like, I just need a gift card. This is a written five minute thing. <laughs> written on stone bank, no, nonetheless. <laughs> and the person working oh. the checkout, they've never seen a check before. This person at the counter is younger than me. Oh and she's like, I don't know what God. to do with this. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Oh, my God. That's, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a, a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, 877-867-1670. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know what, Ron? Uh, Ron's on the live stream. Ron, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll just add you to the block list. You're done. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. So um, the the uh, the question of the day that came up was, how good are the Green Bay Packers? And I was watching this morning and their discussion, discussing over on uh, Good Morning Football how this Packers team has progressed and how good they've been over the last four weeks and what they're doing and such. And then... I got I, I woke up and um you know kind of scrolling through my phone and I see a tweet and it's and I get highlighted tweets that come to my phone. And one of them was from Andy Herman. Andy Herman then uh and I don't have the exact verbiage in front of me because I'm I don't I'm not looking at it, but it was basically saying uh if you look at this year's version of Jordan Love versus last year's version 
of Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love is better. And which, you know, I, I think we can all agree. That's taking into account that, you know, Rodgers had the busted up thumb and it wasn't a great season and okay, yada, yada, yada. Okay, I, I, which I completely agree with. However, however, he said, we're probably not ready for this yet, but let's just get, over, let, get it over with because it's true. 2023 Jordan Love has been unequivocally better than 2022 Aaron Rodgers so far. Now you can say that Rodgers had the, the thumb and the rib injury and the talent on the team, blah, 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 and now there's the maturity of some of the second-year guys, not to mention they've added to the first-year guys. Okay. However, take it a step further. This is where the, 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 the scab gets ripped off. Take it a step further. Do you think the Packers would have made it to the postseason had when Rodgers busted up the thumb in London against the Giants, they let Jordan Love start a couple of games? Think about that now. Because all he had to do was win one or two games. That was it. If they'd have let Aaron Rodgers sit and rest the thumb, say, for three weeks, do you think – the Packers could have won a game or two and found themselves in the postseason. As one, and remember, they got beat by the Lions, you know, which we all understand that that hurt. But if you look at this team and, you know, again, you just get into the postseason, anything can happen. Had they been able to get into the postseason, do you think this team could have won a couple of games and found themselves in the postseason and maybe, just maybe, done a little damage. Because remember, he broke the thumb against New York. After that, they played the Jets. They got beat 27-10. to 10. They played Washington 23-21. They played Buffalo 27-17. They played Detroit 15-9. Any one of those three, four weeks where if Rodgers would have just been allowed to heal, could Jordan Love have won one or two of those games before Rodgers came back fully healthy. Fully healthy, remember. Because they lost to Tennessee, 27-17. They lost to Philadelphia. And then they went on the four-game win streak, and all they needed to do was win against the Lions, and they lost 20-16. So Rodgers could have come back after, say, the Jets game, the, the Washington Commanders game, the Buffalo game, and the Detroit game, come back to face Dallas fully healthy, and the results could have either been the same, four straight losses, or they could have won one or two of those games and then come back and not nearly have to do the same sprint that they did last year. So, which takes you to the next level of thought, which then becomes how much did Rodgers wanting to play? And, and nobody in the organization saying, no, we're going to keep you down for a couple of weeks with that thumb. How much did Rodgers wanting to play which you give him credit because he's playing with a busted-up thumb. But how much did Rodgers wanting to play hurt this team? How much did Rodgers wanting to play hurt this team last year? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. It's, ju it's just tearing the scab off the wound from last season. That's all it is. That's all, that's all it is, you know? Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to get into that thought a little bit. Our friends at Cruise Planners reminding you, yeah, the cold weather is eventually going to get here. If you are looking for a genuinely warm escape, throwing down the snow shovel, come February, March, 
If you want to do that, they can help you out. That's our friends Kirk and the gang at Cruise Planners. Land and Cruise Vacations. You can call today for the best land and cruise packages that are available. 262-344-0697. You want to do an all-inclusive, say going to Mexico, you can do that. You want to take an international cruise, you can do that. You uh, want to just to take a Western Caribbean cruise, you want to go to the Bahamas, they can do all of that. No problem. Land and cruise vacations. That is Cruise Planners. 262-344-0697. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends So, so um, look, uh, I, I, the, the argument today was, you know, it, how good are the Green Bay Packers? I think the Packers are good. I think really what we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks is going to be if they have grown up enough to really beat those teams that they should, don't have a letdown, uh, which, you know what, part of that comes with maturity and leadership. So now you start to rely upon guys like Aaron Jones. I'm talking leadership now-wise. Aaron Jones, Elton Jenkins, Kenny Clark, those guys. Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, even Rashawn Gary to a certain extent. You know what I mean? You're relying upon the veterans now to say, hey, uh-uh, we haven't arrived. We haven't won anything yet. you got to stay focused because the, the, if you want to call it the most difficult portion of your schedule is now complete. So, you know, you kind of – we talked about this. You're already favored against the Giants. You've grown up. You've already favored against the Giants. But you can't have a letdown. So, we'll see. We'll see. How good are the Green Bay Packers? You know, are they – they're not San Francisco level. They're not Dallas level. I don't think they're Philadelphia level. Um, you know, we considered Kansas City really to be, you know, one of the creme de la creme. So, they beat them. They beat the, the Lions. And both of those teams are probably going to be divisional winners. So where are they? How good are they? You know? I don't think they are Baltimore level. There's probably four teams that are probably four or five teams that are better than them 
uh, in the National Football League. Wouldn't you say that? It's one thing if they beat Detroit, but then they beat the, the Chiefs the next week. You know, Grant, how, I mean, how many teams would you say that you, you – if you were – if the Packers are going to play those teams, how many teams in the National Football League would they not be favored against right now? Well, in, in the NFC, I think the teams that you mentioned, right, the Eagles, the Niners, and the Cowboys, I think with this season, 23-24, it just depends on the week. Like, the answer would have been different two weeks ago. I think the answer will be different two weeks from now. It, it just depends – when you see the Eagles, when you see the Niners, when you see – because every team has had so many ups and downs this year. It right. feels like this year the when is just as important as the who, more so than than any years in recent memory at least. If the when happens from here on out, it's because they would have lost a game to a team they shouldn't have lost to. But let's say they drill New York. Let's say they put up 30 against New York, beat, beat New York 30-13 or something like that. I can't imagine a game in which they would not be favored unless they stumbled. As, the, as it stands right now, I can't imagine a game in which they would not be favored unless they stumbled. At U.S. Bank against the Vikings is one possible opportunity, but what Vikings team are we going to see? They're coming off their bye, right? Two or three right. weeks ago with Josh Dobbs, they looked unstoppable, and then the other night Josh Dobbs looked like he can't play football it's in the terrible. National Football. So right. it, when? What Vikings team are we getting a couple of weeks? Because I could see them being an underdog at U.S. Bank, but it depends on what the Vikings look like. Yeah, it's um, – I that's a great question. I, I, I think the, the Vikings game might be the one, depending on how they look coming out of their bye, like you said, that might be a, a pick them, maybe. Maybe they're favored – or maybe they're not favored by one and a half points, but in essence, technically they're favored, but they're giving the home field advantage to the Vikings or something. And that, that was kind of what we thought – you would assume they're going to be favored against Carolina. Assume they're going to be favored against the Giants. Assume they're going to be favored at home against Tampa Bay. Assume they're going to be favored at home against the Bears. The caveat to that would be, is it going to be a, a coin flip when uh, they go to U.S. Bank Stadium? So uh, that's – so how good are they? Uh, you know, and again, I, I – if you start to compare them – not necessarily to the top three teams in the NFC, but to the rest of the NFC and the majority of the AFC? Are they better than the Bills? Probably be a underdog against the Bills. Certainly an underdog against Miami. An underdog against Baltimore. But I can't think of another team in the AFC that they would be Maybe the the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we wait today, and I haven't seen it. Have you seen anything on uh, Trevor Lawrence's ankle by any chance? We learned last night that it's a sprain, so I don't think it's broken. Right. But a high ankle sprain can be just right. as bad as a break. It depends on yep. how bad it is, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, who was it? Just had a uh, surgery on a high ankle sprain yesterday. Oh, God. it was Somebody just had surgery on a high ankle sprain. So uh, they, those they say, and I've never had one. But they say high ankle sprains are as painful as breaking your leg. They're they're just that painful. So I uh, wonder what uh, wonder what they're going to say about Trevor Lawrence today. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to chime in, but how good in your mind are the Packers? Let's go to Phil listening to us in Shano. Phil, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, how are you, Bill? Good today. What are you thinking? Um, I, uh, I just want to answer your, uh, your question of the day. I think that the Packers could have won a game 
with Jordan Love last year, and here's why. Because they had a core group of players around them. Aaron Jones, I think they could have, I think they could have eked out a, eked out a win if Rodgers would have sat. I think that's a, definitely a possibility. And I have a question for you also, Bill. Um, yeah. I would say the Packers are peaking right now. Um, let's throw Jordan Love out of the equation. What needs to what needs to stay in the upper echelon to keep the Packers peaking the, re- the remainder of the season? And not even not even discussing Jordan Love. What else needs to happen for the Packers to keep this keep this peak going? I'll uh, oh, hang up a- and listen. Great show, Bill. Okay, thank you. That's a great question. Um, uh, first of all, you'd like to see them get healthy. You know, you, you've got guys that are on the cusp uh, of coming back. Now, you got to wonder what uh, Christian Watson's injury is going to be. You wonder when you're going to get Aaron Jones back, uh, Jair Alexander back. So, if you can get those three guys back and healthy, uh, you're you're going to be you're going to be good to go. And, and so, it, you know, that's first and foremost. Um, what do they have to do? I think one. What we saw the other night offensively, I, I thought that was Matt LaFleur's best job, coaching job, this season, best coaching job. I thought the play calling set other things up. You could see it. You could see how, you know, things developed. I, I thought that was uh, short of the, you know, down the stretch of the first half when they kind of wasted an opportunity. I think, first of all, you can't waste opportunities. But secondly, I thought you keep that level of play calling and movement and motion. And I, I think all of that is tremendously good. I The other thing, I mean, it's bottom line is defense. Bottom line is defense. If the defense can get off the field on third down and the defense continually holds teams to, you know, 20 points or less, I think you can win pretty consistently. I really do. Um. I, I like the fact that, you know, you've seen Preston Smith the last couple of weeks come up with some big plays. He's really starting to kind of come on. Uh, Rashawn Gary's always per snap count has been a beast. Um, I, I just – I like what it is they're doing right now. So – and and then go back to fundamentals. You know, I hate to say it because it's so cliche, but go back to fundamentals. When you look at the – like, you know, the Packers overall defensively right now, when you go to yards per game, they're averaging giving up 340 yards per game, which puts them in the lower half of the league, which is not good. We all know that. However, when it comes to points per game, they've moved up yet again. Packers are ninth now in the National Football League. Ninth. Top 10 defense when it comes to not yards per game, but points per game given up. Points per game given up. If by chance... They can show they are third worst in the National Football League at stopping the run. I don't know if you know that or not, which really does hurt that third down percentage. They're giving up on average 136.3 yards per game on the ground. They are third worst against the run in the National Football League. However, <laughs> they are also 10th top 10 against the pass. Giving up just a just over a tick over 200, 203 yard, 203.8 yards per game. So teams can run on them. Teams can run on them. And they're grinding it out, and that's how they kind of live at times by not being able to get off the field on third down because especially in down-and-distance situations for the opponent, if it's short yardage, 
you're you're almost better off running the football against the Packers to pick up the first down than you are throwing the ball. Because usually on third down, Joe Barry goes to either a two or three down lineman, two usually, and puts in the extra back and go, you know, they don't have a lot up the gut. And they don't have good run stuffing middle linebackers. So you're better to run the ball. So you need down and if you want to concentrate on something, third and more than four is usually a good place to start. That's for any team. But for this team, it's specifically third and four or better. Third and four or more is a great place to start. Keep teams in those down and distances where you force them to throw the football rather than to be able to give you the run option. Because most teams can run the ball against this team no problem. If they can if they can clear that up a little bit, they can go from being a really, really poor run team to maybe in, you know, the the top twenty top 25 maybe grow a little bit but stay with that points uh, the you know giving up points wise within the top nine maybe if you can climb to seven that'd be awesome but that that's it that's it and then you know we can talk about special teams but special teams really haven't been a major problem and Keyshawn Nixon's even you know getting a few bigger returns now and yeah Anders Anders Carlson it's been somewhat hit or miss, but, you know, especially in now, uh, last weekend, we saw in the cold and a little bit of flurries and stuff flying around. They were pretty solid. So maybe, knock on wood, maybe things are going to be okay in that realm. But that's it. I mean, other than that, just be on point, you know, just be on point. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Loving me some Quick Trip. They got the uh, the ice hockey tournament coming to the Pfizer Forum. Going to give away some tickets for that. Coming up tomorrow on the program. Looking forward to it. Love me some quick trip. And now they're going to send you to the, uh, the hockey tournament coming up at the Pfizer Forum. And uh, we'll get you some tickets out. So that's awesome stuff. Uh, and uh, thanks to our friends at quick, quick, uh, quick Trip for being such a good part of the program. The Green Bay Packers. And I just, we, we haven't done this in a while. It's because it kind of gets lost in the shuffle where we talk about the power rankings. But. Um, I started going through how good are the Green Bay Packers? How good are the Packers? And the top-ranked team, I'm just going by a couple of different rating systems, okay? The 49ers are number one after the big win over Philadelphia. Philadelphia is number two, sitting at 10-2 and two in the season. And San Francisco absolutely positively dump-trucked Philadelphia, okay? Philadelphia's that's not the same defense as it was last year. It just isn't. And what they did at in Philly at the link – what San Francisco did, and that was a close game at half, but Philadelphia just looked gassed at the end. And so, who knows? Maybe having three games and what was it, 13 or 16 days or something like that, maybe that hurt them. I don't know. However, um, Philadelphia looked gassed. San Francisco didn't. San Francisco did it, proved it right there at the link. So, they're number one. Philly, number two. Baltimore, they have number three on average. Dallas, number four. Dallas has climbed up, which Dallas is now ahead of Miami. Uh, and Miami's number five. Detroit. Was it number five? But obviously, uh, they struggled with uh, the Bears. They got beat by the Packers. And then 
They had to go back and forth with the Saints. They're sitting at 9-3, and three, but they have fallen off a little bit. Kansas City, amazingly enough, the uh, Chiefs have played 16 playoff games since their last true road playoff game, which was at the end of the 2005 season. Maybe that changes this postseason. Kansas City shot at the number one seed, took a big hit with a loss to the Packers. And the Chiefs have the worst record among the AFC division leaders with five games to go. They're sitting at eight and four now. So think about that. The Bills are number eight, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. The Bills are sitting at six and six, and they have looked one week they just look like a juggernaut. The next week they look terrible. And their defense is vulnerable, even with Von Miller. It just it's been a weird scenario for them. Then you got Jacksonville, who got beat last night. What a horrible Monday night game for the Jaguars. Uh, it was it, – not only did they lose the game, but you just don't know how long their quarterback is going to be out. Number 10 is Houston. Believe it or not, Houston at 7-5. and C.J. Stroud, 274 yards. He's uh, averaging 10.1 yards per attempt, one touchdown, no picks, and a quarterback rating of 106 point one last week in their win and uh, let's not get used to you know what he's doing but it's a big deal for the rookie to have games like that consistently and everybody believes that like look D'Amico Ryans has done a magnificent job in kind of bringing him along and he's been nothing short of amazing but at number 11 is the Green Bay Packers and they say quote the transformation of Jordan Love has been stunning through seven games now listen to this the Packers were 2-5. and five. His quarterback rating was 78.2. Since then, the Packers are 4-1, and one, and his quarterback rating is 106.3. And he is the second best over that period of time, the second best quarterback in the National Football League. Looks like an entirely different player. The Packers are likely, as they say, going to the playoffs after Sunday's upset win over the Chiefs. And Green Bay has the easiest remaining schedule in the entire NFL, that's via Tankathon. Uh, But seeing Love come alive as a starting quarterback might be even more important, they say, for the Green Bay Packers, who are now sitting at number 11. Yes, Grant? Well, I was going to ask you something about about the state of the NFL, but then I realized I think I should ask it to you in buy or sell, and we should do that later on. And it's a perfect buy or sell question. At 1 o'clock, we got Jim Ozarski at 115. So what I was going to ask you, I will ask you later on in the show. I take it back. Perfect. Perfect. But that that's just something to think about moving forward. I saw that, and I wanted to read that before we got back into the phone calls. Let's go to Tom listening to us in Hudson. Tom, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I think the guy that you were thinking of that had the uh, ankle surgery was that young rookie receiver for Houston, for the Texans. Yes, yes, I, I would agree with you. I can't remember his um, name off the top of my head, but I do remember seeing the Houston logo in front of his name when they were putting up the injury report the other day. So thanks for the platform. I had I don't get to call in often, so I had a couple of things I wanted to go through with you if you have the time. Sure. Um, first off, I, you know I follow the, I follow the press on the Packers fairly closely. Maybe I missed it, but one thing I haven't I don't believe I've seen anybody talk about or do a piece on is the impact of of coach uh, quarterback coach Tom Clements on the development of um, of Mr. Love. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? He's got to be working with him behind the scenes and and must be contributing to his success. The number one thing that I've noticed over the last three or four weeks, because I've been paying attention to it ever since it's been brought up, has been his footwork. 
I mean, that's the, if I have to look at anything, that's been it because his footwork has been so much better. Um, and he, I think it was Dan Orlovsky yesterday alluded to it as well that said he doesn't have the hops anymore. He's now got a good foundation, a good base. Even on the run, he's running and he's throwing with authority. It's not about all the arm angles and all that other crap, but the one thing that I thought when they said he had the right reads but the wrong throws and they talked about his footwork back then, is that I've noticed his footwork. He's Instead of going 15 drops or 15 yards back in the pocket and looking and looking and looking, now it's six and seven yards back, and he's delivering it rather quickly. He's delivering it with authority, and he's putting it into a better window. So, And I can attribute a lot of that to maybe his footwork and having a better, what they call the better foundation or the better stability foundation as far as his plant goes because his passes have just looked different and better. Well, I mean, Clements was brought in, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, to put, but, you know, to appease Mr. Rogers. And is he just one of these guys that's kind of in the background or, or do people like, you know, Mike, Mike Clements and, and uh, Baranchek and all the other people that follow the Packers, is he around? Can they interview him or is he way off in the, you know, not really they, accessible? to? They only make the assistance available at specific times. Uh, so I'd have to ask Mike if there's going to be a time coming up. Otherwise, no, you can't get to them. You, you can't have a – unless you request a specific sit-down with them, no, they don't make the uh, the assistants available. They usually make the coordinators available. So that would be a, a question for, like, Stenovich or something like that about what have they worked on with Tom Clemens and Jordan Love specifically to make him a better quarterback. Yeah, I'd just be – I mean, as a fan, I'd be, I'd be interested to see somebody do some work on that because I, I have a feeling that Clemens – has been a big part of his success, but I just yeah. don't know. Uh, the next thing I want to ask you about, um, after the game, I there were a lot of tweets, obviously. I mean, you knock off the Chiefs, Chiefs and everybody's out there tweeting, but one of the tweets I ran across was from, was from Bakhtiari. Is is Bakhtiari still in Green Bay? Do you, do you guys see him around? I, I never see a sideline shot with him standing there. He's is not he, there, no. Uh, I don't know if he's still – I would assume he's still in Green Bay. Um, but no, he's not, he's not with the team. Well, not on the sidelines. No, I don't know if he has Isn't to win, if he has to check in medically. I, I have no idea, but, uh, other than that, no, I, I, David, David Bakhtiari has not been seen since they, you know, put him on the IR. I mean, I'm not t- trying to create drama, but doesn't that seem a bit odd to you? Wouldn't he, wouldn't he be hanging around with the guys on the sidelines talking to the, you know, the lap, you know, the Rashid Walkers and the, and the Yash Nyman's and, It is very distinct that that, you know, either they didn't want him there or he doesn't want to be there because he knows the end of his career. You know, I mean, it's if he's hanging around and trying to give tutelage to the young guys, he's only doing it to do that and then get out of here because he knows and the world knows that he's not coming back to the Green Bay Packers next season. So if he's not going to play for them this year, why would you want him around? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean. You know, I'm thinking from a non-athletic standpoint, but you know, there's right. still it's still your organization, it's still your teammates out there. So yeah. there is that. Yeah. Uh, the final no, thing I, 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 I agree. Think- I would I would like to see him there, and it would go a long way. In most people seem to think that when Rogers left, he was going to pack it in anyway, and that and that's not true. But most people think that he's Rogers' buddy, so he really wasn't going to go all in on the organization, you know. And and you see the tweets and you see the negativity about Bakhtiari, and I would love to see that change by him on, being on the sideline, really trying to tutor guys. 
But also, on the other hand, the organization knows he's not coming back. He knows he's not coming back. He may not even play football again. Who knows? I mean, maybe he gets cleared to play next year, but we'll wait and see because the knee has been so problematic for him. But I, I would love to see him there, but I, I guess the organization just said, hey, if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here, and you can't be here. Maybe standing on the sidelines in the cold for that long a period of time is not good for the knee, but if that's the case and it's that tender, then he's not playing next year anyway, you know? Okay. Uh, the last thing I want to ask you about was, I don't know if you saw Colin Coward's piece yesterday about you know the, the emergence of love as a quarterback, but one of the things he attributed it to was, you know, and he, and he drew a parallel again to Rodgers, you know, sitting on the sitting on the bench for years as an understudy, you know, the same thing with Mahomes in Kansas City. Um, but he was also quite complimentary towards the, the press in Green Bay, you know, not being, you know, I, I think the term he used was the, everybody in Green Bay has a lot of patience, including the press. And I was just curious if you'd seen that, you had any thoughts on that? Um. Appreciate the phone call. I first of all, I I saw it. It was. I don't. I don't know why he would go out of his way to talk about the press. I feel like that's a national talking point where it's like, well, the Green yeah. Bay media is much softer than the New York. Well, yeah, what, I, the Green I, Bay is, media is supposed is, to bully him because he's not playing good. I I right. guess I've never really understood that. Um, I think it's because. You either knew you, – look, you, I, I don't even know how to react to that. It's like to, – to me, it's almost kind of like who cares, I guess, um, because – I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't soft on him. I thought it was some of the things that were going on. The passes were, were bad, uh, and we pointed them out. I mean, I, I don't – you know, here's the thing from a guy sitting – in you know in west la he has no clue because he didn't read scathing articles about jordan love being bad like he, you would in the new york post who cares um Colin cowherd doesn't leave usually la if he doesn't have to so you know yes it's great the transformation as i just i just read to you but beyond that i i, I don't i don't I don't know what to say to that because I don't know if that's a thinly veiled backhanded shot at something being soft when it comes to the Green Bay media or they're incredibly intelligent football people that had the, you know, intestinal fortitude and wherewithal to discover and understand what it is Jordan Love was and was about to become. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, let's do this. I'm woefully late. 877-867-1670. More than the Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. 
That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. This is why I love the, li- the live stream. There's only some really good stuff that comes out of the live stream. And it, it's a great discussion. And there's no winner, there's no wrong. It's just a great discussion. And we'll get into this, but Ryan says that Love, Jordan Love, continues to prove a lot of pundits wrong in some very, very close to home, meaning me, okay? Uh, and I said, well, wait a minute. Over the last four games he has, but the previous eight games he didn't. So will the real Jordan Love please stand up, right? Okay. So then he said, well, you know, Love didn't suck. It was the drops and the penalties. And I said, so wait a minute then. So it's not that Love changed. It's that the drops changed. The receivers are running the right routes. They're going up and getting a ball. And the pre-snap penalties on the offensive line got better. So is it not Jordan Love? Actually, it's all three, which is great. But it's a great discussion because he's right. There were some drops. There were some times that guys didn't go get a ball. There was pre-snap penalties that put him behind the yards, especially on third down. So it's all gotten better. It, it, it you know The line has not committed anywhere near the pre-snap penalties and holding penalties that they were. The receivers, after starting to gather five, six, seven weeks ago, have gotten steadily better. The route trees have been better. The hands have been better. The concentration has been better. And Jordan Love has thrown better balls because before he wasn't. Things have all come together. And, you know, I don't – it's great. I said, hey, look, from the very beginning, I hope I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's great. I'm going to go with that. Because I, as a Packers fan, I want to see him win. And I want to see him in the postseason. Great discussion. Great discussion. I love that kind of commentary. More of the Bill Michael Show next.